Spirelvitz, Steve Zinsmeister, Arizona Sports Saturday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back in on an incredible Saturday for Arizona sports in general. Not only do we have Coyotes preseason starting, not only do we have ASU football, we also have Diamondbacks baseball. Eric Ruby here filling in for Steve Zinsmeister alongside Mitch Veraldez. And to start previewing the NLDS, we have to tap in with Arizona sports lead Diamondbacks writer Alex Weiner. Alex is in L.A. right now, and he's on the line. Alex, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, guys. How you doing? Oh, doing good. Doing good, Alex. Now, I asked Mitch, I said, hey, I, I'd like to, to drive and take the reins a little bit at the start of this segment, and I'd like to set the scene a little bit, right? So last time the Diamondbacks made the playoffs was 2017, right? Right, Alex? 2017. Right. Do you remember what else happened in 2017? Regards to the Diamondbacks or no. just in general? <laughs> it's, I'm completely setting you up for something you have no idea that's about to happen. Alex, that's when right, me and I'll you bite. met. That's when me and you met. Met Cronkite, freshman year, six oh, yeah. years ago, right? So that's now true. here you are, lead Diamondbacks writer for ArizonaSports.com. I just want to take a second and give you some flowers that I think are much, much deserved. Because since the last six years, I don't know if anybody has quietly worked as hard as you to get to the position that you are right now. And I'm so proud of you. Dude, you're in L.A. You're covering the Diamondbacks on the road in the playoffs. Dude, that's so cool. And I just want to take a second and say that I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> I don't know if I deserve all that, but I appreciate it, Eric. I do. Oh, always humble. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about this series. Clayton Kershaw, Merrill Kelly going tonight. We heard Merrill Kelly talk about his former struggles against the Dodgers in his entire career. He hasn't picked up a win. Is that something that you think Diamondbacks fans should be worried about going into tonight? Uh, it's hard to say because obviously the history is there, but at the same time, the playoffs are a little bit of a different animal. Merrill's had a bit more success against the Dodgers this year. He, he had one really great start against them back at Chase Field. His last start at Dodgers Stadium did not go well, but speaking to him yesterday, the confidence is still there. Um, you know, he, he said there are, sometimes there are players or there are certain teams that just kind of have your number throughout your career. This has been one of them, but uh, the confidence hasn't waned, and it, it's a totally different environment. So um, we'll see how we ad uh, adjust to it. He pitched pretty well down the stretch other than that Mets start. Um, ultimately the second half was very good. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some butterflies in the, in the stomachs of, of Diamondbacks fans looking at him going up against this Dodgers lineup again. But um, it's the postseason. We've already seen that anything can happen. I think at the same time, if you're looking at it from Merrill's perspective and then you're looking at the rotations as a whole, Merrill can kind of set the tone for how the Diamondbacks pitching is going to go in this series. And if nothing else, what we've seen from the offense, like you said, Alex, anything can happen. This offense has a very grand opportunity of being able to back up Merrill against one of the better teams because they might be able to actually get after this Dodgers pitching staff. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a unique situation with the Dodgers. It's not the same as those past, you know, however many years of contention where they have this deep rotation. It's, it's going to look a little different. Game one is going to be Clayton Kershaw, so um, they've seen him a ton. He's had success against them for the most part, but there are a few Diamondbacks who have gotten the better of him, like Christian Walker most notably. Uh, and then after Kershaw, it's, it's Bobby Miller, a rookie who hasn't pitched in the postseason before. And then game three, it's a little bit up in the air. It could be Lance Lynn. It could be another rookie like Brian Pepio. Um, they may have to lean heavier on their bullpen. So it's a little bit different. And the fact that the Diamondbacks are going to have 
Kelly and Zach Allen going for, you know, if the series goes a different distance, four or five games, that, that gives them uh, an advantage as far as the starting pitching is concerned. And just as important as the starting pitching, you could argue, is the fact that Gabriel Moreno's going to be good to go after taking a backswing to the helmet in the Brewer series. Just how much of an advantage does he bring to a Diamondbacks team? Like, can you just let the people know in detail how important Gabriel Moreno is to this Diamondbacks team's success? I mean, he's huge. And, and yeah, it, it seems like he's going to play. Um, he, he said yesterday that he was feeling better and, and, and good to go. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a scary situation when someone gets hit in the head. But uh, their expectation is he'll be in the lineup. And, yeah, he's been huge on both sides of the ball. I mean, offensively, um, he started off hot and cooled off a little bit. He was dealing with a shoulder issue, wet on the IL for a little bit. And you can really tell uh, just kind of the difference between when he's in there and when he's not. I mean, the Diamondbacks are 20 games above 500 this season, um, not including the playoffs, so 22 games above 500 this season when he's in the starting lineup. So it, it does make a drastic difference. Um, you know, the backup catcher, Jose Herrera, is not as experienced or as uh, had the same level of success at the major leagues as Moreno, so it is a ma- major difference. And Moreno's had, you know, some success against some of the Dodgers pitching. He, he hit Bobby, I think he hit a, a home run and an RBI double against Bobby Miller at Dodger Stadium last time he played there. So it, it does, it, it just gives a lot more depth to this lineup and, you know, helps prevent the run game from getting going. So it, it is a huge development that he's, he's going to be able to play in this. Alex Weiner, our lead Diamondbacks writer with us at Arizona Sports, joining us here live from L.A. I don't know if he's at Dodger Stadium yet or not, but he's in L.A. and he's joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line. I want to ask you about the one and only roster change that the Diamondbacks made, putting Kyle Nelson in, taking Bryce Jarvis off. Do you think it's as simple as they just wanted another lefty in the bullpen because the Dodgers do have some options on their bench? Or do you think it's they want to give some love to a guy that had had a pretty solid season for them? Yeah, not quite at Dodger Stadium yet, but I will head over there just about when I get off the phone here, uh, and we'll definitely talk to Tori Lavello about the roster move. Um, what I feel like is that Kyle Nelson had a had a pretty good year. He was used very heavily uh, for much of it, and um, down the stretch, it, it wasn't as, as smooth. They left him off the wild card roster. They had Bryce Jarvis on there. Yeah, I think it's just another left-handed relief option. Maybe they feel like Jarvis is less needed because. You know, you're looking at potentially four to five starts by two guys who they expect to get decent depth out of. Um, so the need for another long reliever when they also have Ryan Nelson in there might be a little bit limited. So, I, I, yeah, I think it's just an optionality thing with the lefty righty. The Diamondbacks are the biggest underdog left in the playoffs. But you also said this isn't, you know, the Dodgers teams of past where they're just dominant at every aspect of the game. What part of the game do the Diamondbacks have a distinct advantage in if they do indeed have one over L.A.? Yeah, like I mentioned, the starting pitching would be the big one. Um, What they can get out of Gallon and Kelly. The the Dodgers hit Gallon and Kelly pretty well last time they faced both of them at Dodger Stadium. That was a kind of a bizarro series. But yeah, that that would be the, the, the pitching depth there. I think both bullpens have been excellent down the stretch. The Dodgers... Um, have, have really found a nice group of guys with Evan Phillips in the back end with Bruce Star Gratterall. Diamondbacks bullpen, uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys have touched on it, but it has been tremendous um, in the past six weeks. And then offensively, the Dodgers, you know, they have the two best, you know, potentially two of the three best hitters in the National League with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. The Diamondbacks, where, where they can find an advantage potentially is the way that they were doing it against the Brewers, where they were, you know, putting together some mature at-bats, getting guys on base and kind of 
allowing the walks to start rallies, um, like we saw with Geraldo Perdomo a couple of times. And, you know, getting on base and taking the extra base when you have the advantage to do it, because they do have a bit of a speed and athleticism advantage in this series. Um, that's what it's going to take for them to scratch across some runs and potentially have an advantage here. Last one for Alex Weiner, who covers the Diamondbacks for us with us at Arizona Sports. I just saw your piece go live, uh, citing the big news off of the field for the Diamondbacks that Mike Hazen has an extension signed. The biggest part for him, he cited unfinished business. What kind of an impact does it have to bring back a guy like Mike Hazen? And where do you think that he can improve this roster looking slightly beyond into the upcoming season? Yeah, it's just the stability thing. I mean, um, Hazen and Derek Hall, a Dimex president and CEO, held a press conference yesterday. They talked about it a little bit. Uh, and Hall's big thing was just having stability with Hazen and, you know, extending, you know, assistant GM uh, Amiel Sade and, and Mike Fitzgerald in the front office and, you know, having Tori Lovello there for so long. And, um, you know, the Diamondbacks is an organization that they didn't always have you know, those guys set there for that many years in a row. So that was sort of the big thing there. And and as far as, and just kind of seeing out the vision that was played and started a few years ago when they brought those guys in, as far as looking forward and where they could potentially improve, I mean, the obvious place is starting pitching. Um, you know, we mentioned it in this series because, you know, you're only going to need three starting pitchers in this series. But <laughs> right. for as far as like an entire rotation, the downbacks don't have one. Um, and Hazen has said he was, he was regretful for not getting a starter at the deadline. Some prices were too high, but that's going to be an area where they have some younger guys who are candidates to potentially have bigger roles, you know, going forward. But um, just getting another veteran in there is probably the first place you look, I would guess. You can get all of Alex's great work on the Arizona Sports app and ArizonaSports.com as he's out in L.A. We're going to let you get to Dodger Stadium, D-backs Dodgers tonight, 620. You can hear it on the Arizona Sports app, and you can hear it on 98.7. If you want to get updates during the game, if you can't watch, if you can't listen, you can go on X slash Twitter. You can follow Alex at Alex J. Weiner, all one word. Over on X, he gives you the updates. He'll give you videos, post-game, all of that, because he has boots on the ground. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Hopefully the traffic's not too bad for you on the way over. It's Saturday, so maybe it won't take me an hour like it did yesterday. But I <laughs> Yeah, good luck that. with that. <laughs> good luck with that.